Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to Defending 2A with Jason Gouffray. I'm your host, Jason Gouffray. I'm here to help you legally arm, legally train, and legally defend to protect your God-given right to self-defense as enshrined in the Second Amendment to the United States Constitution. All right, well, the show is brought to you by Mojo 5.0 Radio and VX Marksmanship. And this week we have the social engineering of BLM and defunding police in gun-controlled cities. How do you think that's going to go? And then the black militia. And then red flag laws again. And then Sheepdog's Corner, defending your home legally. But first, the words of wisdom. All right, so for this week's words of wisdom, I've got the um, professor of psychology at the University of Toronto, Jordan Peterson. Phenomenal intellectual. And he has um, the words of wisdom this week. Um, the, the fact that the postmodernists dare to be Marxist is also something that I find, I would say, not so much intellectually reprehensible as morally repugnant. And one of the things that one of the things that the postmodernists, postmodern neo-Marxists continually claim is that they have nothing but compassion for the downtrodden. And I would say that anybody with more than a cursory knowledge of 20th century history who dares to claim simultaneously that they have compassion for the downtrodden and that they're Marxists are revealing either their an ignorance of history that's so astounding that it's actually a form of miracle or a kind of <laughs> or a kind of malevolence that's so reprehensible that it's almost unspeakable because we already ran the equity experiment over the course of the 20th century and we already know what the the marxist doctrines have done for oppressed people all around the world and the answer to that mostly was imprison enslave imprison them, enslave them, work them to death, or execute them. And as far as I can tell, that's not precisely commensurate with any message of compassion. And so I don't think that the postmodern neo-Marxists have a leg to stand on ethically or intellectually or emotionally. Or, and I think that they should be gone after as hard as possible from an intellectual perspective, an informed intellectual perspective. And this is fundamentally a war of ideas. And that's the, that's the level of analysis that it should be fought upon. And not only is it a war of ideas, I think it's one that can be won because I think that the, especially the French intellectual postmodernists are a pack of, um, what would you call them? Um, well, we could start with charlatans. That's a good one. Pseudo-intellectual would be good. Resentful would be another. And then I would also consider them highly 
They're highly deceptive in their intellectual strategies because almost all of them were Marxist student intellectuals and they knew by the time the Gulag Archipelago came out and even before that, that the, 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 the nightmares of the Soviet Union and Maoist China were of such magnitude that they had completely invalidated any claim to ethical justification that the fundamental Marxist doctrines had ever managed to, managed to manifest. And so it's a, it's a no-go zone as far as I'm concerned. Intellectually, the game's over. We've already figured out that there are finite constraints on interpretation, and we also understand why those exist and how they evolved. And from, from the perspective of, of political ar argumentation, there's absolutely no excuse whatsoever in the 21st century to put forth Marxist doctrines as if they're the, the bomb that's needed by the compassionate and by the bomb that's administered by the compassionate to the downtrodden. Sorry, tried that, didn't work. We got a hundred million corpses to prove it and that's plenty for me and if it's not enough for you well then you should do some serious thinking either about your historical knowledge or about your moral character so that's the first thing i couldn't have said it better myself some phenomenal words from jordan peterson at the university of toronto uh, he's specifically talking about some french postmodernists here but they are Marxists, and he used the term neo-Marxist, which I love. I use that term as well. Uh, and how the hundred million corpses that accumulated in the 20th century should be proof to anyone that neo-Marxism is not something you want in your country. But let me tell you about something that you do want in your country, and in your house, and in your mouth. And that is American Pride Roasters Coffee. It's a phenomenal craft style coffee that comes in so many different styles and flavors. They got Doc Thompson's Bacon Blast. They got Ron's Sexual Chocolate, Izzo's Rage, made after some uh, show hosts here at Mojo Five O. Uh, but for this month, we have one of the most revered American traditions. In 1776, a young widow convinced General George Washington to change the shape of the stars on the forthcoming American flag. We now know that flag as the first old glory. 13 stars and 13 stripes. In honor of our American independence, the Betsy Ross is raspberry, vanilla, and blueberry, the ultimate red, white, and blue blend. We are only offering the Betsy Ross in July for the special price of $17.76 a pound in one red 8-ounce bag and one white 8-ounce bag, making 16 ounces for a whole pound. For an additional $8, we will add a blue 8-ounce bag of the Betsy Ross blend. They even have multiple varieties of these, thing, these things called coffee, cro coffee drops, which are um, these chocolate-covered espresso beans that uh, don't have that gritty aftertaste as well, and these things are extremely addicting and powerful. Just a couple of these, and you're uh, off to the bathroom for the morning duties, if you know what I mean. It's a great way to keep the caffeine flowing when you're on the go, defending your community from uh, neo-Marxist rioters or while at the range. You know, whatever. Just go to AmericanPrideRoasters.com. That's AmericanPrideRoasters.com. AmericanPrideRoasters.com to order your coffee bags and coffee drops and the Betsy Ross blend today all right now time for blm social engineering 2020 information in this segment comes from vlad tv uh, lord jamar interview most specifically all right so we'll start with the interview uh, so lord jamar said um, quote i'm not no black lives matter supporter end quote interviewer quote you're not end quote lord jamar uh, quote, no, absolutely not, end quote. Interviewer, why? Lord Jamar, quote, because it's not our movement. It's a movement that was given to us by, you know, George Soros and his expletive boys um, because they saw how things were going and they didn't want it to go back to the 60s to where we start having our own organic movements. That was a big expletive problem for them. So let's give the people a movement that we can control. We'll provide them the leaders. 
and all of this type of shit. And yeah, that's what Black Lives Matter is, end quote. What do you think about that? A prominent black rapper, DJ, record producer, actor, and podcaster from the East Coast totally destroys any glimpse of credibility for this clearly Marxist-backed movement. And who supports them? I mean, the only way to find the cause of everything in America or in the world is to follow the money. And so they have a malevolent benefactor, and that is none other than, none other than Mr. George Soros. Now, he is a Hungarian billionaire, if you were not aware. His estimated net worth is $8.3 billion with a B, billion. Uh, he was uh, born Jewish in Hungary in 1930. Uh, he survived the Holocaust by selling his soul. Uh, he is a Jew. Uh, um, uh, and what he did to sell his soul, he sold out his own countrymen while pretending to be a Christian to evade Nazi capture. His first job at 14 was the selling of information that led to the capture and systematic killing of countless of his fellow Jewish, Hung- Jewish Hungarians and other ethnic minorities. Anyone the Nazis offered bounties for, he turned them in. Uh, he made his first small fortune off of the destruction of ethnic and religious minorities um, at age 14. And he still does this to this day, but now he offers the bounties. Now, currently, financially, he supports the uh, deconstruction of America from within. He finances various groups, um, but relevant to this program are Antifa, who I've talked about extensively, uh, mostly dark money not reported here, especially for the weapons and other nefarious illegal implements, uh, and the propaganda and the pro- excuse me and the propaganda printing and social media. He also helps uh, supply the funding for that. Also, BLM. Uh, he has reported to have donated one hundred million dollars to the BLM Corporation, uh, pays for all the Marxist training and ideological subversion tactics and propaganda. As recently, one of the BLM co-founders has been uh, admitted to being a trained Marxist. Also, uh, the Democratic Party and candidates George Soros likes to fund recently reported he uh, donated $28 million to various campaigns, and that was just recently. He has donated millions upon millions in the past. Uh, multi-million dollar donations throughout every election year for the past couple of decades. Now, he resides in three main residences, Budapest, Hungary, uh, his home uh, city, uh, England, and New York City, among other places, unreported. Um, And he is considered a state-level threat. Um, His financial assets are dwarfed only by his connections that span the globe. Um, If any single man were to be the, quote, man behind the curtain of the construction of the New World Order NWO, it is a George Soros. Now, social engineering. So a definition according to Siri of social engineering is that it's a noun. Um, The use uh, of centralized planning in an attempt to manage social change and regulate the future development and behavior of a society. Also, second, in the context of information security, the use of deception to manipulate individuals into divulging confidential or personal information that may be used for fraudulent purposes. Now, I usually don't favor Siri definitions, but this one's right on, so it's agreeable. Now, uh, many different means and groups have attempted this in the American past, um, but the one longest standing and current group, unfortunately, is a Democratic Party. Now, BLM is simply an ideological and social strike force engaging in a treasonous childlike tantrum they call a revolution. But BLM is a social engineering tool for America. 
Okay, the Soros-funded neo-Marxist terrorist group appropriates the symbolism of the 60s civil rights movement, as Lord Jamar talks about. He goes on to say that they use red, black, and green flags uh, symbolism. Uh, also, the Black Panther's black fist symbol, which I'm sure you've all seen. Um, these give this synthetic movement credibility at first glance. Now, it's so much so credibility. There are some white protesters, or excuse me, there are more white protesters at BLM rallies than black protesters um, that have been reported recently and uh, over a month ago. Um, so it looks like they sold that real good. I mean, just look at Chaz Chop when that was going on. Uh, majority white, and this is when the blacks and BLM began to get a bit angry, um, as right they should. I mean, it's as, it's as if the young white population is so afraid of a negative label, they throw themselves at the feet of BLM to avoid being shamed. I mean, they sold that real good. I mean, better to be at the right hand of the devil than in, the, than in his path, I guess, is their logic. Not saying it's right, but it seems like it's what's happening, and the blacks in BLM do not like this. And it sucks that it is a racial division. But that's exactly what it is, and that's sad, because it shouldn't be. Now, and just this past week, a black man ran over a white female BLM protester. Yeah, a black man ran over a white female BLM protester. The only thing that um, kind of fitted the narrative was that he was in a luxury white car. Other than that, doesn't fit the narrative at all. So what was happening is that the BLM was protesting um, on a highway at night. That is a dumb idea. I mean, following orders from the neo-Marxist leaders, uh, basically all being bait for the next, quote, racist, end quote, killing. I mean, but since the race of the victim and perpetrator are wrong for their narrative, they will just keep sending the hapless, unwilling morons into the highways at night to protest and hopefully get another death to help gaslight this movement to a full-on race war, if possible. I mean, it, it's horrible. I mean, they even do this over here in Fort Worth, you know, over on um, a very treacherous stretch of uh, 287 um, every year. And uh, the cops have to go protect them and defend them and make sure cars don't run over them because it's like 30 to 50 people stretched across a highway that is winding and high speed and they're at a bad turn and it's never a good idea, but they do it every year. Anyway, um, thankfully a race war would be near impossible at this point, I believe as many prominent black leaders, scholars, and entertainers, including Lord Jamar, have denounced the overwhelmingly white BLM movement which is the most sweetest and saddest of ironings, depending on uh, which way you're looking at it. Uh, but that won't stop them from sending more people onto highways at night. Oh, no, no, they're going to keep that up for sure. The revolution needs sacrifice, according to Marxist dogma. Got to keep it up. Now, these hiccups in the social engineering scheme are buried in the media and simply just not covered, uh, further proving the infiltration of the media by the neo-Marxist terrorists. Now, the MSM is little more than the propaganda wing of the DNC and now the neo-Marxists, it seems. I mean, Joseph Goebbels would have been very proud. Uh, he was the head of the Nazi uh, propaganda wing. Um, had he and his wife not committed suicide after poisoning their six children with cyanide. Uh, you know, but I digress. Um, so they stir protests with, quote, negative affirmation, quote, phrases. And this is something that Lord Jamar was talking about, uh, saying stuff like, I can't breathe. And hands up, don't shoot, going back to Ferguson with that one. I mean, these phrases, he said, instill anger, and they stir like a negative emotion among those chanting. It's almost like a self-inciting self -inciting riot chant if people are properly motivated. 
first used by BLM leaders at protests turned riots um, since uh, Ferguson, Missouri. Now, inciting of riots as well. So usage of Antifa and other professional agitators who have all been documented as being paid by Soros-backed money laundering, quote, foundations, end quote, and companies. Now, they do uh, staging stacks of bricks and, ex- and accelerant at protests. That helps incite riots for sure. Um, I've been talking about the, quote, unwilling participants, end quote, in, the ne- in this neo-Marxist revolution for a few weeks now. Uh, and basically, it goes like this. Those who grabbed a brick and smashed a window, then ran in, ran in and looted, then realized it was that easy and continued. Then they went home with all their stuff, told their friends, and continued the next night with friends now. Destructive and self-propagating. How malevol- malevolently brilliant. It has worked very well um, overall. Uh, Portland has had over 40 straight nights of violence amid the protests, um, not quote protests, um, or should we say stirring up of American youth to enlist more unwilling participants in this initial destruction campaign they are waging. Now, the further dismantling of Trump's uh, record-breaking economy across almost all metrics um, is definitely going on and continuing, and that is their whole point. They have to crush his economy or they have no chance of winning an election. Now, uh, the more destitute the country, the more willing you are to vote for the big government machine to save you. And that's the Democratic Party. Now, what's the relevance here? Some of you may be asking. This is a two-way show. Uh, Well, the threat to our freedom is clear. The beginnings of the neo-Marxist revolution is occurring right before our eyes. This has been scripted, coordinated, and set off by a treasonous conspiracy-level collusion of leftist radicals. Uh, the Naked Communist, back in 1958, this book outlines the means at which this Marxist revolution would slowly be instilled. Re-education of the youth through introduction of Marxist ideology in curriculum in schools. Every college campus is now professored and ran by the hippie protesters of the 1960s. And all the communism they so loved. Also, another thing the Naked Communist warned us about was dismantlement of the American nuclear family. Two-parent homes. The Civil Rights Act is evidence of this. Pre-quote Great Society, end quote, only 22% of black children were in single-parent homes. Post-Great Society in the 1980s, 75% of black children were raised in single-parent homes. That rate is equivalent, if not surpassed today by most estimates. Now, sad as we know, the tendency for children to engage in criminal behavior and nefarious illegal actions goes up exponentially if you take that child out of or never give that child a nuclear family regardless of race, creed, or religion. Instilling a racial division for the ultimate goal of in igniting a race war. That's another thing that, that, they're supposed to, that the naked communists said that you, you need to do, and that's exactly what's happening. Even if a race war cannot be ignited, the division is key to toppling any enemy, divide and conquer. This will set up the inevitable election of Marxist-supported candidates that can enact the socialism of America as legislation and a rewrite of our founding documents effectively destroying the last bastion of freedom on this planet. Do you see what we are up against? A plan that has origins as old as my parents. I mean, what hope do we have? How can we combat this? How can we save America? The solution is found in the founding documents of our great nation. The constitution of our great land allows us to elect who we want to lead us, the freedom of speech to criticize and engage in discourse, the right to due process and justice, and most importantly, the Second Amendment.
a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. If the electoral process fails us, the government oversteps their power or a threat to the security of ourselves, our families, our communities, or our nation emerges, either external or internal. The presence of the citizens all bearing arms will effectively check those who would intend to harm us, seize power, and or invade our great nation. Why do you think the pursuit of gun control policies are always pushed by the Democrats? Because they know the two-way is a threat to their ultimate goal of total control. All right, and now time for defunding the police in gun-controlled cities. All right, so information in this segment comes from Colleen Noir, an interview he did on Fox News. So as this rhetoric of, quote, defunding and disbanding the police continues, it is clear that the same areas that are removing police and police resources also are heavily gun-controlled. What's the commonality? Duh. Democrats. Democrats-controlled areas are putting their citizens at serious risk. The citizens are not allowed to own firearms or are heavily restricted on what they can't own or are restricted from carrying in public or any myriad of taxes and background checks and waiting periods that hinder the law-abiding citizens from defending themselves. The lack of logic. Initially, when pushing gun control in the past, the common answer was for law enforcement to be used to fight crime. Common citizens were not trusted to remain law-abiding if they owned weapons, and they still aren't in Democrat-controlled areas. The Democrats said you should call the police and have them deal with a criminal element. They wanted their government employees to be involved in the process of defending you and wanted you to, to require their guys and gals with guns to defend you as you were defenseless. That's what they ultimately wanted. That's what they said. Now, gun control is still being pushed, but now they want to remove the police from the equation. So now who do you call? No one. Now you are the victim. This lockdown and these idiots will guarantee, excuse me, this lockdown and these riots will guarantee your necessity uh, to be provided for um, if you can survive to the next election with no firearms and no police to come when you call 911. Now, thankfully, millions of Americans have realized this and have purchased firearms for their first time. And to make matters worse, it's not just an election scheme. It's a Marxist revolution. Duh. Election or not, the BLM, Antifa, and the Democrats will destroy this country one way or another. If it's not by securing a legitimate election, it will be through pure attrition. In Marxist ideology, the opposers of the revolution are the bootlickers, don't forget. They are to be educated in gulag-style facilities or held to a wall and shot. Now, that's what one Bernie Sanders campaign organizer, Kyle Jurek, said about the coming revolution before he literally disappeared amidst a Secret Service investigation around credible threats he made to the president's life. Now, y'all might not have believed me back then when I talked about Mr. Jurek uh, less than a year ago, pre-pandemic, but how about now? Seems Mr. Jurek may have had his finger on more accurate information about the coming months than most wanted to believe. This has been building since at least 1958 when the Naked Communist was released, most likely to the end of World War II, well before Korea. Um, but hindsight is 2020. Uh, it seems clear to me that the Democrats are not fond of this nation. Um, they would bitch at the Last Supper. Uh, Jesus, do you have any French wine? Um, why isn't this a more diverse dinner? And uh, there's sand in my sandals.
You get the idea. Now, how can this party be trusted to lead this country or even remain a legitimate political party of America? I mean, a proper federal investigation would yield a vast majority of their leaders in prison for treason, and we are putting many of the Obama-era officials on trial for the coming months, or in the coming months, including Hillary Clinton, being forced to testify. Just remember this. Anyone who doesn't trust a law-abiding citizen to be law-abiding with a firearm is not a peace-loving American. They are fearful and cowardly, bent on blame and shame rather than respect and trust. Now, those who would give up essential liberty to purchase a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety. Uh, that was Benjamin Franklin. Now, the Democrats seek to take our liberty first, uh, gun control, then our safety, defund, disband police, and next, the control of our lives, election of Democrats or seizing of neo-Marxist control. But just because the Democrats uh, is the party of concern today doesn't mean the Republicans are 100% trustworthy. All in government must be reminded they work for us. Our taxes pay their salaries. No amount of partisanship will ever outweigh the Constitution of the United States of America. The constitutional conservatives of this nation are always vigilant, always faithful, and stand as Minutemen at the ready to defend our great country from foreign or domestic threats to the last bastion of freedom on this planet. You have been warned, government. Don't make us pull our consent of your governance. All right, well, that's all the time I have uh, for this segment uh, for Defending to Every Jason Gifray, but stick with us because after the break, we're going to be talking about red flag laws. Yeah, there may be sign coming up over here in uh, New Hampshire pretty soon, and then also the black militia. Yeah, that kinda sounds kind of ominous, and it is kind of ominous, and I kind of have a dissenting opinion from some other 2A guys out there on this one, so definitely want to hear how that goes. And then a Sheepdog's Corner, hadn't done this one in a while, love this segment. Uh, this one, we're going to be talking about defending your home legally. Yeah, so stay locked to Defending 2A with Jason Dufresne, brought to you by Mojo 50 and VX Marksmanship, and we'll be back in a muzzle flash. You know what makes you feel really good about yourself? Doing something good for somebody else. And if you'd like to do that today, go to JDRF.org. Join them in the fight against type 1 diabetes. JDRF.org. It's something good you can do for the world. JDRF.org. Fast Track Student Loans can get your student loans out of default, stop any wage garnishments, stop collection calls, and stop seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and get your student loan payments down to as little as 25 dollars a month based on what you can afford to pay 800-709-4395-800-709-4395-800-709-4395-800-709-4395 if you are trying to quit drinking or doing too many drugs listen to me you don't know me and we'll never meet I had a problem like you once. I drank and used to party a little too much till it got out of control and almost ruined my life. 
I realized I needed help to fix my problem before it totally destroyed me. If you've tried to fix your drinking and drug problem and you know you can't do it alone, you need to call the National Treatment Advisors. They'll immerse you into a 30-day program to replace your old habits with new habits and totally change your life. And if you have PPO private health insurance, the entire program may be covered. Fix your problem right now before it gets any worse. Get clean. Call now and learn more. 877-247-1581-877-247-1581-877-247-1581. Hi, it's Doc Thompson for Matthew 25 Ministries. Matthew 25 Ministries is one of the few charities I'll actually endorse because I know them. I've worked with them, and I know almost all of the money that you donate goes to help people. Go to m25m.org, m25m.org. Welcome back to Defending 2A with Jason Gouffray. I'm your host, Jason Gouffray. Thanks for sticking with us after the break. All right, well, the show is brought to you by Mojo 5 Radio and VX Marksmanship. And a quick overview, kind of going over the red flag laws over in New Hampshire and also the black militia, the ominous-sounding group, my dissenting opinion, and Sheepdog's Corner, defending your home legally. Uh, but first... Some other weekend shows here on Mojo 5.0. At 1 p.m. Central Standard Time on Saturday, you have The Bells of Liberty, hosted by Rocky, Jaina, and Sammy. And these three ladies are very outspoken and have some strong conservative opinions with a humorous and thought-provoking twist. Two hours of all kinds of fun every Saturday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time on Mojo5.0.com or the Mojo 5.0 channel on iHeart. And then at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, right before this show, you have The Pat Oni Show with Pat Oni. Now, Pat considers himself the opie of conservative talk radio while he brings you today's current event and po- current events and politics. Pat has an education in political science and has some background in campaign politics, making him uniquely qualified to talk about today's issues and all of the craziness happening around our country. He believes in life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and that the most important things in life are God, family, and country. Be sure to tune in to the Pat Oni Show every Saturday from 3 to 4 p.m. Central Standard Time, right before this show. Just some more great programming brought to you by Mojo 5.0. All right, and now time for red flag laws. Information in this segment comes from, comes from Johnny B. and the Concord Monitor. Okay, so uh, new, quote, extreme risk protection orders, end quote, um, otherwise known as red flag laws, um, are coming up in New Hampshire. Um, and this is, uh, quote, allowing concern to family members housemates, and romantic partners of a firearm owner to ask a judge to have that firearm removed if, the, if they believe the person intends self-harm or poses a risk to others, end quote. And that's from the Concord Monitor. Uh, this bill, uh, the claim is to help stop the risk uh, of suicide, uh, those in risk of suicide. Um, however, a gun is not the only way to kill oneself. Um, there's also poisoning slash overdose. Um, there's also hanging, uh, just ask Epstein, I mean the Clintons, uh, walking northbound on the southbound lanes of highway traffic in the dead of night while wearing dark clothing. That's a good way to kill yourself, jumping in front of a train, jumping off a building, bridge, cliff, plane, tall tree, boat, etc., etc., etc. The red flag law does not address these suicide methods, just guns. And what if red flagged individuals uh, decide to go for, uh, you know, death by cop? You know, initiate a shootout with officers when they come to confiscate the weapons? 
I mean, this would endanger more lives, uh, therefore antithetical to saving lives. I mean, some cowardly suicidal logic dictates that it's easier to leave the killing of yourself to others, merely threaten their lives and wait for them to do to solve your problem for you and kill you. It's sick, sad, and disgusting, but when you do red flag laws, uh, you invite that to happen. Now, they use the pandemic uh, and economic devastation and fiscal destitution of citizens as reasoning for the need of this law to be passed, pandering, crisis-using, sons of bitches, all of them, um, hiding the real purpose of this law, and that's to turn the whole of the community into the SS wing of the fascist left's neo-Marxist America. Anyone can now bypass due process, violate a half dozen rights granted to us in the Bill of Rights instantly, and send innocent and law-abiding citizens into harm's way as they confiscate their firearms in no-knock search warrants, or disarm someone who later is victimized and hurt or killed due to the lack of firearms for their protection, because they were taken away, because they were finger-pointed. I mean, if you wanted to victimize a person, likely, or like a recently ex-lover, maybe, mm-hmm, all you would have to do is to finger them for this red flag law, and then you would uh, be able to easily victimize in any way you see fit as this person uh, will be disarmed uh, while you are not. It's despicable. It sows further division in this country. Slaps government-controlled social fascism across the faces of citizens now subject to this tyranny. Now, it's not a law yet, it's just a bill, but it's going to the governor's desk. Now, the governor of New Hampshire has yet to sign it, um, and he has criticized red flag laws in the past. However, the thought is that that with the current political climate, all bets are off and the bill will be signed into law. Now, I, of course, will keep you in, informed um, on any red flag law coming into, into fruition, especially if it happens to be in your state. I'm sorry if it is. Um, that just makes it a treacherous place to be. Uh, it's not a constitutional framework that we are supposed to have and it makes everyone be paranoid of everyone else. I mean, you could always lose all your guns in a boating accident. I mean, those things happen. Just saying. All right, now I can tell you about My Patriot Supply. It's emergency food stores for emergency times, and these are some emergency times. It gets worse and worse every week. Uh, now, this emergency food you may have to depend on is made from the freshest ingredients. Meals are freeze-dried and sealed airtight with oxygen absorbers enclosed in resealable, heavy-duty, four-layer zipper packs for long-term storage that last up to 25 years. All made in the USA. Now, a four-week emergency food kit normally sells for $297 plus shipping but if you order through prepare with mojo50.com the shipping is only excuse me the price is only $197 and the shipping is free now when the store shelves stay empty my patriot supply and mojo50 have your back but also if you go to prepare with mojo50.com you'll find some other offers on there just for mojo50 listeners many of their other products discounted uh, they have a uh, two-week kits they've also got um tons of stuff out there. I mean, it's not about being paranoid. It's about being prepared. Because you never know when the store shelves are going to, you know, go empty. Or when your store is going to get looted and burned to the ground. It's a good idea to have, you know, a month or so of food on hand. It's not a bad idea to have good peace of mind, especially in 2020. So go to preparewithmojo50.com and order now.
All right, and now time for the Black Militia. Information in this segment comes from Terrence K. Williams, Johnny B., and Colian Noir. Now, Stone Mountain, Georgia, uh, there was 100 or so well-armed NFAC, which stands for, stands for No Effing Around Coalition, AKA, excuse me, a.k.a. the Black Militia. Uh, uh, that's what they claim to be. Um, they, these members marched through the streets in Stone Mountain, Georgia. They were wearing lots of expensive gear, uh, all black clad, all matching. Uh, FM band radios visible on chest rigs uh, loaded with gear and ammo. Uh, there was uh, uh, most were holding semi-automatic rifles, mostly AR-15s, but some had AKs, even saw a shotgun in there. Um, and they're exercising the 2A rights, right? Well, sure. I mean, that's all good. All armed protests um, in peacefully. Um, but it's all good until the video shows the tactics um, of the uh, so-called black militia demanding reparations from a white driver. Um, this white driver asked, who are you guys? And they said, we're the black militia. And yelled at him, and one guy approached him, um, and he was holding two ARs. Um, and it was kind of odd because you don't ever hold two ARs in your hands. I mean, if you have one slung on your back and one in your hand, I get it. But you really can't do anything if two or both in your hands like that? Anyway, he approaches the driver, and the guy asked, he said, we're the black militia. And he said, you owe us reparations. And the white driver said, I don't know, you nothing. And he said, yes, because your ancestors enslaved my ancestors. And he said, well, I didn't do nothing to you. And... The black militia guy with two ARs in his hand said, man, get out of my face before I effing kill you. And then he walked away. He didn't point the gun at him ever. He didn't even flag him. Um, but he walked away. Now, it could have easily gone uh, violent, but it didn't. Um, so the white driver was not about to pull a weapon if he even had one. I mean, he was way outnumbered. He remained calm and talked to the loud rifleman carrying two ARs. Uh, side by side, uh, but which leads me to believe that the guy was not trained. I mean, probably the reason the guy wasn't scared. I mean, he could have easily pointed the weapon at the man and demanded he pay the reparations he wants, robbing him, but he didn't. This says two things. He ain't for real on utilizing his overwhelming presence of arms to commit mass armed highway robbery, and this is a scare tactic from the left, trying to scare whites into paying reparations. If the white guy would have given money, he would have taken it, or he would have taken it as an insult. Either way, the message is, pay reparations or we will take the reparations. Now, this area is known for having KKK rallies at times, but it also has 4th of July fireworks displays and many other communi community events, community, Jesus, sorry, community events uh, not associated with political extremism. Now, however, on this day, the attention was twofold, to protest some historic monuments they did not like with a show of force and remain peaceful even though there were over 100 armed protesters um, and they didn't deface or tear these monuments down either. They just protested in front of them. Now, that's okay. Nothing wrong there. However, to scare the white population into paying reparations, going car to car, and to see the power of the NFAC and their so-called black militia, I mean, that's the usage of fear, and it's a favorite weapon of the left. I mean, just look at how many of them there are, and they're all demanding we give them money. Should we? Now, where am I at with this? Now, all my 2A compadres, compadres online, um, they support... They, I don't know if they didn't see the part where they were demanding reparations from the white driver. But, you know, there's nothing wrong with the armed protest. And I agree with that 100%. I have 
course, fully support armed protest. Historically, they achieve results and rarely, if ever, break out into violence, um, whereas unarmed protests turn into riots, as we all now know. Now, however, I do not support the intimidation of others with your firearms while demanding money. And neither did Terrence K. Williams. He said that was criminal, and it is. I mean, to me, that's attempted robbery. I mean, you think I should give you money? I disagree. If it escalates further, that's criminal, and my defense will be swift, legal, and lethal. And, of course, I got to thinking. I mean, could this group be connected to BLM, Antifa, George Soros, and the like? I mean, more investigation is needed. But this is 2020. Anything is possible. But what I will say is this. We have to understand that an armed outbreak of violence is a strong possibility in America today. Groups who are loud, angry, carry arms, gather as militias, and demand cash from those they oppose or believe oppose them are not to be trusted. These are emotionally agitated individuals on the verge of criminality. They're demanding money that is not owed to them from a people who isn't indebted to them with it while, while intimidating with firearms. This is criminal and therefore completely discredits this peaceful armed protest as a potential show of force against America's values of law and order. Now remember, defensive action is the only legal usage of firearms when engaging another person, not offensive. The only need uh, the excuse to begin what they want to the armed revolution. That's what the neo-Marxists want. They just need some Bubba to draw on them. And then it's bang, bang, shoot them up. Now in opposition to this angry armed mob, the 20,000 armed Virginians um, of all races and ethnicities in Richmond last January at the VCDL rally day, were not angry yelling in megaphones and demanding money from people. Now, same goes for the 700 armed protesters in Lansing, Virginia, uh, protesting the lockdown to the um, wicked witch of the Midwest, Gretchen Whitmer. Now, they too did not demand cash from those they opposed. They chanted, yes, but no bullhorns were used. They didn't need them. The voices were all that was needed, and that too also worked with no injuries or attempted robbery. Now, to me, this shows that the radical left certainly doesn't understand the Constitution as it is written. Intimidation and terrorizing of political opponents is not American, but it is fascist and now a staple of the Democratic Party. Those who want to erase the past are neo-Marxists in ideologies, whether they understand that or not. It is yet to be seen if the NFAC is directly funded by Soros and the like, or if it is just another unwilling participant in the neo-Marxist overthrow of America. But I will say, they certainly look the part. All black box like Antifa. Now, in the past... Um, and every war in the history of mankind past, allied armies, armies generally wear the same colors. It makes them easier to tell friend from foe on the battlefield in the fog of war when things get all crazy-like. Kind of hard to see what's going on out there. Oh, is that a friend? Is that a foe? Oh, he's wearing gray. And if you're an allied soldier in World War II and you see a guy wearing gray, you shoot because he's German. That's the Wehrmacht. That's their army, and they're coming to kill you. Whereas if you're wearing tan or, or OD green, then you're an ally. And you didn't shoot that guy. Now, there are you know, differences like special forces like the Fallschirmjäger and stuff like that. But in general, the colors are the same. Now, it seems that today in America that the patriots favor OD green and desert tan camo patterns while the neo-Marxists are black clad like the Viet Cong communists back in Vietnam. So many similarities. So little time before it's too late to fight back.
I mean, what have I been talking about the past few weeks? Organization. Getting together with your friends, those you can trust in your community, and organizing a legal militia group to, in the instance you need to, defend your community, you can. Now here in a bit, I'm going to go over how to defend your home legally from an individual perspective. But when you're outnumbered, ammo capacity and number of arms you have, it could be the meaning between life and death. So the more guns on your side, the better, always. And I'm not saying I'm fearing this group, this armed group specifically from coming marching down the streets, but it is 2020. Who knows what the heck's going to happen? They marched down the streets of Stone Mountain, Georgia. Now, thankfully, nothing happened. Hopefully, nothing will. But what happens if the uh, election doesn't go right? Is that going to be another spark for another mass riot? The whole place goes down? I mean, that's what Kyle Jurek said back in the day. Back in the day before the pandemic, just about, what, six months ago? He said that if the election doesn't go uh, for Bernie to win, that the whole thing's coming down and the whole country was going to burn. Well, the country's already started to burn in these riots. Some cities been over a month and they're still burning. So I hope you never have to utilize your militia for a defensive purpose of your neighborhood from a large armed group. However, do you want to be in a situation where you need friends and you don't have them? Of course not. Now, your militia doesn't have to just be a bunch of guys who get together and go shooting, but they can, and they train together, and that's good. But you can also help the community, like I've said in past episodes. Go check them out on the podcasts. But, I mean, it just makes me more nervous when I see further and further escalation as we get closer to the election. I mean, I don't think Trump's going to lose, but it's 2020. I mean, we could have alien invasion next. Um, looks like we're having an armed revolution kind of getting set up now. So the last thing we want is active duty military deployed in country. That is one small step away from total control and tyranny with martial law. But we can defend it on our own. There is more gun owners from the recent 6 million uh, new gun purchases since February. Uh, that's how many new gun owners, uh, new people bought guns, 6 million. Uh, that is three times the amount of the American Armed Forces. So we got the numbers. But if we don't organize, it doesn't mean anything. So let's organize. Let's get together and defend this country. You know, you get organized, you get a militia, you're going to need some tough gear. And I got a cooler for you, man. Cat coolers. 
It's the toughest cooler on the market today, and that cat is from Caterpillar Incorporated. This is licensed merchandise from Caterpillar Incorporated, and that's uh, the company that operates all the heavy lift equipment and uh, bulldozers, bulldozers and such, and cranes uh, on the uh, construction sites all across the country and across the world. And uh, I saw one of their 55-quart uh, cat coolers uh, subjected to some very brutal testing. They dropped it from 80 feet high, and there was no damage. The lid didn't even open. Now that's secure. Uh, they placed a 1,000-pound concrete block on it. Think it would be crushed? Nope, no damage. They even placed a 2,500-pound block of concrete on it. And again, no damage. I thought it was going to crush like an accordion. Nope, it's sturdy like a cornerstone. And this thing will keep your beverages cold for up to three weeks. I mean, come on. Your militia group needs this. Talk about emergency storage. Just go to catcoolers.com. That's catcoolers.com. Catcoolers.com to order your toughest cooler on the market today. All right, and to round it out for us, uh, Sheepdog's Corner, one of my favorite segments. And uh, for this week's Sheepdog's Corner, we're talking about defending your home legally. So here we are at the bottom line, defending your home. So before you can do that, you need to purchase a firearm for the purpose of home defense. Okay. Now, in past episodes, I've gone over the various platforms that are best suited for this. A quick review is uh, from least effective overall to most effective overall platform for home defense. So number four, most, excuse me, number four, the least effective is a pistol. Due to only two points of contact for control, short length of barrel, which means less accuracy, over penetration problems, and difficulty of effective use in a stressful situation, um, even for trained individuals. Ammo selection can help with over penetration problems, which pistols have huge over penetration problems. Also, uh, the next one would be uh, number three and least effective is a shotgun. Uh, due to a repeated reload action of pumping that affects reliability negatively, especially in a stressful, stressful situation, and the thought that, quote, you don't have to aim a shotgun, end quote, is a very wrong and uh, opinion, uh, and a large recoil uh, hinders effective use in a stressful, stressful situation as well. However, a semi-automatic can solve the pumping issue of reliability in a stressful situation, and the lethality uh, with the proper ammo selection in the high thoracic shot placement um, is the highest of all platforms listed. I will say that. Uh, you know, you hit someone with a double-out buck on a 12-gauge in the high thoracic um, and home uh, room-clearing ranges, they're not getting up. Uh, but you got to be able to pull it off. That's why it's number three. Okay, so number two, moving up on the list, though, is the pistol caliber carbine or a semi-auto SMG. Now, um, the reason I'm going to lump this one in there is because it's the same caliber and same barrel length, um, and so they are they are similar with the pistol caliber carbine, um, which is like an AR-15 uh, with a chamber to 9mm, or a semi-auto SMG like a semi-auto uh, Vector, which is a 45 caliber uh, semi-auto um, short-barreled uh, weapon that is phenomenal. Now, uh, now uh, so the pistol caliber carbine slash semi-auto SMG clocks in at uh, number two overall with the ex- uh, for home defense, ex- uh, and this is because they have extended length of barrel, improving accuracy from the pistol, even though it's the same calibers. Um, the three points of contact, improving uh, stability. Um, uh, so you're not just holding it in your hands, you also got it on your shoulder and your hands. Um, also, the reliability and ease of use of this platform um, it fixes all but the overpenetration with the pistol round. However, the increased muzzle velocity with the proper ammo selection can aid in the round's energy, energy displacement upon contact and further minimize overpenetration, but you got to buy the right rounds. Um, but number one, the best platform for home defense is the rifle. Now, 
excuse me, when I say rifle, I mean AR-15, AR-10, AK-47, slash FN Mark 17, etc. Calibers of uh, 223, 556 millimeter, 300 blackout, 762 millimeter, 308, and the like. And this is hands down the most reliable, accurate, easiest to use, and lethal weapons platform that will not overpenetrate with most ammo selections. Only second in lethality to a shotgun. Now, but much higher ammo capacity. Now, the AR-15 and its variants are, in my opinion, the best of all the listed models. Okay, the low-weighted, high-velocity round impacts with significant force on target and on itself, breaking the round apart and minimizing overpenetration and maintaining lethality better than any platform or model. Now, this is contrary to popular belief, but the physics work out. Uh, you can look at uh, videos online to prove this. Now, a larger 308 or 762 millimeter NATO with proper round selection will also minimize over penetration, even though it is heavier and traveling slower. Now, if you add ammo capacity at a standard 30 round magazine on these platforms, you can easily defend when outnumbered by a couple dozen, since it's so easy to hit your target, especially if they're all funneling through your door. Uh, now. After you've selected the best platform for your budget, it's time to see if you can legally own the weapon. Now, quick sidebar. You can get ARs for about $500 if you buy the upper and lower separate. If you didn't know, now you know. You buy them assembled, costs more. Anyway, and it's just two pins to assemble. Super, super easy. And now, first off, it is federally illegal to purchase a firearm if you have ever been convicted of any felony. Okay? This is irregardless of state here, y'all. Okay, so you got to know if you're illegal to buy a firearm for you try, because if you're illegal, then, um, well, that's breaking the law, too. Now, you will not pass the National Instant Check System, the NICS, uh, when you attempt to purchase, regardless of how long that conviction was, if it was a felony conviction. Um, now, attempting to purchase through a licensed FFL dealer that has to do the background check when ineligible is another federal crime. Okay. So now state to date, state to state, it differs greatly on what you can or cannot have on your past record that disqualifies you from purchasing a firearm. However, in Texas, um, it's after five years after uh, being off paper, what some people say, or five years after the last day of your punishment from an arrestable offense uh, that does not include family violence, uh, other violent crimes, or serious felonies, you can purchase a firearm for home defense. If it was a non-disqualifying felony, the weapon can only be for home defense, not in the car, and no LTC can be purchased if you're uh, a felon in Texas. Um, Sorry, but if it was a misdemeanor offense, then it's a five-year rule, uh, and that's it. Uh, but you can use the weapon for car defense without a license um, and qualify to attain an LTC, because don't forget, a car is like your home when it comes to self-defense in Texas. If someone tries to open the door to your car to get in, you can shoot them. That's right. Now, check with a lawyer for clarification if you have a unique case, okay? Um, but I understand people sometimes have speckled past, and they try to clean up and... Uh, you know, you deserve to be able to defend yourself and your family. Um, and so it's good to find out if you can. Now, if you have ever been, uh, if you have never been arrested, then um, what the hell are you waiting for? Please tell me you're one of the six million that bought a gun. And if you bought a pistol for home defense, please go out and buy an AR. It probably costs less than your pistol. So now um, you have your weapon, whatever you chose. Now, how do we defend your home? Okay, so basic castle doctrine applies in almost all states, okay, which says your home is your castle. Okay, an unlawful entry warrants the use of deadly force to stop the unlawful entry, period. Well, in Texas, period. Uh, keep in mind, evidence of unlawful entry is necessary, like damage to a door or video surveillance, etc. Now, castle doctrine is easiest to use while in your home, 
If a threat is outside, but not attempting an unlawful entry, then you are not authorized to use deadly force in most situations. As soon as unlawful entry is attempted on your home, deadly force is authorized, however. Therefore, if you see a group of armed individuals marching down your neighborhood streets, do not go outside to meet them. Do not speculate on their intentions. Observe from a point of cover and concealment. The police should be notified if you feel threatened, always. If time warrants this action to be safely completed, however. Now, if they march and chant and leave, that is good. No one died is always a good day. However, if ever the lives of you or your neighbors are directly threatened, swift action is needed to save innocent lives. Now, in this situation, when they are attempted to enter your home, or you see them try to attempt to illegally enter someone else's home across the street or your neighbor's, At this point, only constant training, proper mindset, and attention, not perfection, can aid you. The more training and ability you have to operate effectively under stress will improve your chances for survival in this most horrific instance I genuinely hope never occurs to you or anyone in this country ever. But if we're not prepared, we'll all be rolled over like mowed grass. And that'll be it. And the neo-Marxists will have one. If that's what it comes to be. So where you at, America? Now you know how to defend yourself. Next week, we'll talk about it in militia form. Well, that's all the time I have for this week on Defending Today with Jason Dufresne. Thanks for joining me. The show is brought to you, as always, by Mojo 5 and VX Marksmanship. We premiere every Saturday at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time on Mojo50.com or the Mojo50 channel on iHeart. We, we rebroadcast twice, Sunday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time on Mojo50.com. Um, or you can catch the podcast on your favorite platform if you ever miss a broadcast. And also check out the Facebook page at Def2A. That's at D-E-F, number two, capital A. And check out cool videos I post about the show, like the Terrence K. Williams video from today. And like I say every week, stay vigilant and stay free. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo 5